You are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie Back. All right. Welcome to the Feedback Podcast, y'all. My name is Back. This is episode 206, I believe. Yeah, 206, something like that. Whatever. If you subscribe, you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, I am a couple PSAs before I get started. Number one, uh, make sure you follow us uh, everywhere on social media, the Feedback, B-A-K, because that's my name. You know, you know the pun by now. And number two, Hip Hop Bingo is returns on June 6th. We got DJ K Cali. We're also going to have some comedy, and I'll be, you know, dropping who's going to be on it uh, later as we go. But uh, I got I, I, I don't even know how to introduce my guests. I'm so this is my first show I've done like I, not Zoom in a long time. I know. And I have I have the honor and the pleasure to welcome Mr. Sean Patton on Thank the you. podcast. I don't even know. Just for laughs, Comedy Central. I don't want to give you. Just go, go to Sean Misha MeSeanPatton dot com. Read his bio. It's the website. MeSeanPatton com. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know who this guy is, just do your Google's. Yeah. You'll definitely recognize his face. Nobody has the beard as magnificent. I as, thank you. Really? Thank you. How much grooming does that require? It it, it depends on uh, how bad I fuck it up. Because uh, <laughs> so because sometimes you, uh, beard life, beard life. Is that what some, it's called? Sometimes you just nail it. You just you just you're, you're in a hurry. You're not thinking too hard about it. You're just like, wait, hold on, bam, and it's perfect. And then sometimes you're like, oh, I got time. I'm gonna experiment with different clipper settings, and then you fuck the entire thing up, and you have to spend another forty five minutes fixing it. Because I mean, I see you do yeah. this a lot. Oh yeah, you do this all the time. You do this, and you do the thing with the hair, stroke it always. Yeah, yeah. You gotta appreciate it. Are, are you are you part of any like? You no, know, there's those clubs that do like just straight up beer products. I don't, I don't, here's the thing, and I'm saying this, I think beard products are a hoax. Why? Because it's just hair products. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when people are like, oh, no, this is a special oil just for your beard. I'm like, it's a, what? You should work for your pubes, it's too. hair, exactly. <laughs> I should be able to put it in my armpits. You know, get the, I wonder if that's ever going to be a thing. People just like braiding their armpit hair. I'm sure that already is a thing somewhere. Probably. Probably here in Austin. Yeah, I believe it. I totally, totally <laughs> believe it. But I, I know of one here. I'm not going to name him because they don't pay us. But uh, <laughs> um, he, I met him with him one time. I hadn't seen him in like two years. And I saw him. He had his beard like all the way down here. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, I'm, I do these beard products. And, you know, they, they die. They, it comes with a comb. Yeah. It comes with a like a special gel. Or I'm like. You know what I put in my beard? Vaseline. Seriously? I fucking I call me Tyra Banks because I'm all about that Vaseline. She was. All what about does it Vaseline. do? It's just it's just shitty petroleum jelly that you can buy at any anywhere. You can buy Vaseline. I bet you can buy Vaseline anywhere. I, like at places you wouldn't even think you could, like a hardware store. You probably find Vaseline, and it's just it's cheap. It's easy. Just put a little bit in your hair, put a little bit in your beard, and it does the same effect. Beard maintenance is important to me because I know a lot of people who grow beards and don't trim it or don't. Yeah, and it's fucking disgusting to be around them when they eat food. Yes, and I can't. It, <laughs> oh god, it, it pisses. It's like you're a goddamn adult. Like trim your mustache and be conscious of the fact that you got goddamn queso dip all over this side of your face. It's just <laughs> congealing in your fucking beard hairs. It's disgusting. Wipe your face, you know. But also be aware. Like there's a way to have a beard without having to. Like I. I just know too many dudes who have beards and act like it's out of their control. Like, what do you want me to do, man? Like, uh, uh, open your mouth wider. Use a fork. Eat a sandwich with a fork so you don't look <laughs> like a fucking. Do you, do you have a regiment? Beard, beard regiment? Yeah. Yeah. Every, every once a week, I give it like a. Quick. Also freehand. I'm on that level. Really? I'm on that level. I, I, I can't. I know guys yeah. that, I mean, you know. I can't. I know black guys that that like cut their own hair and they do all this oh, shit. Yeah, that I'm yeah, like yeah, yeah. in the mirror to look yeah. at. I don't know how it works. I I, I yeah. tried. I fucked it up. I can't. I can't do that. I mean, I used to. I, I used to. I used to. Whenever I'd go to a, a barber shop, uh-huh. I'd, 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 whenever I'd go get my hair cut in New York, I would have them. I would be like, yeah, go ahead and trim up. They'd be like, clean up your beard. I'm like, yeah, go for it. But they would always make me look. You know what I'm saying? They'd give me like the harsh, the the, the lines. Did you like that? It's, I, I don't think it looks good on white dudes. I, I think it just looked like – I think I thought I looked like I was trying too hard. 
Like at what point? Yeah. At what point did you did you go? Okay, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the beard because I can't even picture you without the beard. Oh, dude, I I the moment I could grow facial hair. I mean, I I started. I had I've had a beard since I was like 20, but like it, it but it was just a bushy mess for the longest time because I didn't, uh-huh. you know, like you didn't really ever think to try and groom it or anything like that. But I have a when you look up pictures of me, if you do. I have a very fat right. square face, and there's tons of pictures you could see right. of my fat square face, and people can't unsee John Belushi or Jim Belushi. Right? People just un- can't unsee that, and like it's it's distracting when people are like watching me perform, and I can tell, I can hear them like in between jokes, be like, "Oh, he's like Belushi," and I'm like, "Ah," and I want to get angry, <laughs> but I can't because I know, or they'll come up to me after shows, or they would, and be like, "You know, man, you really got this Belushi," and I'm like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> I know. I knew. I I knew who John Belushi was before I ever saw John Belushi or a John Belushi movie. Because when I was like fucking eleven or twelve, uh-huh. people would be like my dad's friends, and she would be like, "Yeah, he looks like a like a little Belushi." I was always like, "What the what's a Belushi? What's a Belushi? What's a Belushi? That should be that should actually be the name of my next album. What's a Belushi? What's a Belushi? And then you saw me like, oh, I, I watched get it. a movie. I watched the got which which was the uh, Animal House. Uh, and, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Animal House. It was um. Blues Brothers. That was, oh, the, that was the first shit. Belushi okay, movie I yeah, ever yeah, saw. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I guess. But then, like, I don't know. It's it's just a it's a thing in comedy that sucks when you look to because now with the beard, people are like Tom Segura, and I'm like, <laughs> that's right too. I guess, but like, <laughs> I like you put Tom and I side by side. We're completely different energies. We're completely different guys. And I uh-huh. love and I if Segura is a great dude, really fucking funny comedian. But I think we are very different. But you're but you, both you're that dude beard. though, yeah. yeah. Zach Galifianakis, I've gotten that a lot too. And I've actually I told him that once. The first time I met him, I'm like, people always people always say I look like you, and he goes, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> That's like, totally legit. But he's also like fucking funny as hell. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just I I have a very common look in comedy. So if I shave my beard off, people Artie Lang. That was another one I got all the yeah, time. Yeah, you'll uh, do. I look like Artie Lang, or I look like Bobby Moynihan, or I look like a Belushi with the beard. I look like Segura, Zach Galifianakis. So it doesn't matter what I do. If I gain weight, you know, if I lose weight, when I, would, when I used to be like super slim, people would be like, ah, skinny Belushi. You know? I don't even help. <laughs> when I got, and if I, when I gained, if I got fatter than this, people would be like, ah, fat Belushi. So it do, it's like it doesn't matter what I look like. Unfortunately, people are going to see someone else a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I just, this is the look that makes me the most. I feel like everyone should do that. Just go with the look that makes you feel the most comfortable. But you realize that's like a standard look in Austin, right? The beard? Every dude has a beard. Oh, yeah. You're a sound man. If oh, you have yeah. a beard, you have a sound man, you're a musician. Yeah. You work in some kind of music production oh, yeah. or you run a brewery. But I also feel it's like like, like beards. It, it would be one thing if you had to like have a surgery done to make your beard grow. Does that make sense? <laughs> or if you, have to, if you had to like pay to have it implanted. But it is just like natural. This is just your face grows hair. As men, you you know you got a little stubble coming in. No, but this is not. This is I look at cavemen. It doesn't work for me because yeah. I I got this thin, like when if it grows, it looks puffy. Okay, I, you know, like most black people, when you go to the when they get their um, they get trimmed, it looks clean and even. Mine yeah. is just sticks out. Like I have I have hair so thin that it just, it just sticks. It's, it's horrible. Dude, it's God, a I mess. I I had that one time. This is years ago, but a barber gave me like the thin. I, but I asked for it. I was oh, just the, the jawline but one, the thin jawline, and it came up, and I was like, "Dude, it looks like I'm trying to be." It's like I was, it looked like I was lying to people and trying to be Puerto Rican. <laughs> like I looked like a fucking snitch. It was just like not, not saying Puerto Ricans are snitches. I say like, I look like a fucking. The way I looked was just like, "Oh man, I'm trying to fucking appropriate." There's a there's a word for the type of white guy who acts and dresses and attempts to look. Like a black guy, but I don't feel like we can say that word anymore. Yeah, but it still exists. You know the word. Yes. I used to, I, I, I Nigger, like, everybody. I said it. But, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I said it. But I like to say, now I just call them South African Americans. Uh-huh. Right? Because that's, <laughs> right? But like, it's like, that's, or, 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 or Travis Kelsey, if you're a football fan. Because I, I think. Who's that? He's, a, he's the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's an excellent, excellent football player. But when you watch him in video, he's a white dude uh-huh. from fucking Ohio. But when he talks, he's just like he talks yeah, like a black guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, we out there, you know, we just you know, team man, we just a team. Give him one hundred percent, heard me? And we out here, you know, just backing each other up, and you know, and you're like, okay, 
Okay. I'm, I'm closing my eyes. And, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yeah, he's really okay. He's South African American. And, but, you, uh, and you find out he grew, grew up in the suburbs. He just listens to a lot of hip hop, and that's how he got oh, his accent. Dude, dude, I so I grew up. I'm from my parents are from like the city of New Orleans, but by the time I'm from, I'm originally from Chalmette, Louisiana, which if you know your New Orleans, that's like the Staten Island. Okay, it's like the it's like you know we weren't we weren't really we're not white trash, but like white recyclable. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, but like and I, and then I grew up in the suburbs in high school, but I knew. So many like hard, like fucking hard, bruh. Like just like gangsta ass motherfuckers who it's like your parents are both dentists. You know, you 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 live in a gated subdivision. Like you've never faced adversity once in your life. But they were just like hard as fuck, dog. White dudes, all of them, That's, all of them. I, I don't I don't get it. It is a uh, I think to someone who grows up in the suburbs, especially in an affluent situation like that. Because uh-huh. seriously, like, I can think off the top of my head, I don't know where any of these guys are now, but they were gangster, hard as fuck, thugged out, starting fights. Like doing thug shit. Like. Or, or just going, yo, we're going to go to Whole Foods and like, no, fucking. No, 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 no. Like, I mean, one, yes, yes, doing thug shit. Like, I mean, because also at the same time, a lot of that activity is, has way more to do with class than it does race. You know what I mean? True, like, it's a poor true, person, true, true, right, true, right. yeah. But, but these people weren't, these dudes weren't poor. You know what I mean? Like they, but they still like one guy. The guy we always bought weed from was like a white dude. Uh, I don't fucking care. He's not. I don't care if he hears. He's not. His coat. His nickname was Gerbil because he was a, <laughs> because he was a low guy. Because he was a low guy. You know, like Gerbil. Um, what up, Gerb? Yeah, but he, but he was like, he was not poor. He was not. He didn't grow up in a fucking a dire situation where he had to sell weed. Was, to was he quoting? Me. Was he quoting Tupac lyrics everywhere he went or something? Dude, when I was in high school, it was all about. It was uh, Wu Tang. That was the big thing. That's me, man. Wu-Tang, all day, yeah, yeah, all day. But then it became like so. I was in high school when Tupac and Biggie got killed. Okay, and I was like a, a sophomore, or junior, and but like because that you know they were in one a year with it within yeah ninety six ninety six maybe like nine months even yeah, yeah. and like uh, that was such a like you had these thugged out just like white dudes just like yo man you know like just really and you're like. Okay, I mean, but at the same time, okay, if you feel the music, but like also just like having like you know wearing like wearing like the uh, like a blue bandana to school and shit, being like Tupac, man, and like yeah, pull pour one, pull, yeah, did about forty ounces yeah, yeah, yeah. and just pour them out, y'all. It's for like, Tupac, y'all. Cool, you I, know, I guess. I love the uh, I do this prank. Uh, I love going to concerts, especially here in Austin, when it's like, oh, we're all you know progressive and liberal yeah. and all, all that stuff. Even though there's only seven percent black folks in Austin. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And I'll go to I, I'll go to ACL. Lil Wayne is on stage. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just I just stand there and I will wait for someone to drop the N word and I just stare at him. I love doing that it's, shit. It's like hard. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, he, cause he, cause, no, I, no, no. I, I, I'm I, sorry, I, you don't. Yeah, you don't. Like, but no, but he, but no. He, but he, yeah, that's a fucking no. That's a, yeah. if, 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 but, but but he, yeah. I I I, I do have I have a joke about DMX uh, where if you uh, well, it's about my uh, my son is half black. Is mixed, so okay. I only allow him to say the N word half the time. So when he raps to DMX and he goes, "Niggas want to try, niggas want nope, you don't get to say that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, have, but it's it's funny. Three a day, son. Yes, that's it. That is your quota. You can't do that shit. But it's 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 funny because I'm mean, even myself. Like I, you know, growing up in France, I didn't grow up in the in the hood, but right. I listened to hip hop, and I was like, "Yo, niggas is tripping with the uh, French accent." Oh yeah. <laughs> Niggas are tripping, my friend. This is, this is the whole. This is so bad, you know. Wait, can you actually say that phrase in French? Uh like translated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is there a, niggas are tripping? Yeah, yeah. In French, is there a French? Yeah. Where the negro part en couille, and it's that part en couille, partir en couille. Yeah, means literally your your. When you say something's partir en couille, it's like you're you're tripping, you're fucking you're fucking up, right. and couille is, is balls. Okay. Parti en couille is when you're going with your balls, okay. which makes no sense. But we say, what? Tu pars en couille. Actually, actually, that does make sense. Going with your balls, meaning you're not using your head. You're thinking with your fucking balls. I never put two and two together. Oh, yeah. People just said that. That's I like that. Tu pars en couille. Tu pars en couille. <laughs> 
tu pars en couille. Ouais, tu pars en couille. That's me saying basically you're tripping. Yeah, go, tu pars en couille. I'm not actually, I'm not saying the n-word in there, am I? No, 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 no. No, no, no. Say, say negro. <laughs> if you say negro before that, yeah, <laughs> but it's not that bad over there to say negro. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not. Tu pars en couille. Tu pars en couille. That's, because that's like, that's also funny too, because every time someone said you're tripping, I can't unsee, I just always think like, it's just funny to see like an old lady trip and fall and be like, yo, man, old lady's tripping. <laughs> is, is that what I came from? Like you trip, like you're tripping. I you're think I think it's a I think it's a combination of you're tripping. So like you're you're, you're you don't have a firm footing on whatever you're doing, uh-huh. metaphor, metaphorically, and also uh, people who like tripping out on some sort of sub some drug some substance, kind of losing control. So it's like a it's a combination of those. Like man, this dude's fucking tripping. I love this kind of like where where do words come from? Yeah, because in, in English is always always fascinates me how like. It's very um, descriptive. It's very visual. Right, right, right. You visual, uh, like if you or you just the words come from the way it feels, the way it sounds, right. or the way it looks. Right, right. The first time someone told me, "Oh, this feels smushy," I'm like, "What the hell is smushy?" Oh yeah, I never heard of smushy, but smushy is smush smush. That's smush, the sound smush, it makes. Yeah. Make yeah yeah you turn yeah yeah yeah. And, and I was like, "It's that easy to just make up shit." To make up a word, yeah, just based on the way it looks, so it sounds or feels. I mean, feels. there's a thing that I don't even know if these exist anymore, but they were uh, a famous drink here in the states forever called a Slurpee. Yeah, which is just off the yeah. it slurps. But you, but you say I slurp, you slurp, we yeah. slurp, and, then and everybody slurp. knows what you're talking about, right? And then that's I slurp. A, that's amazing yeah. to me. Yeah. I mean, from what I understand, and it's and I'm and I'm not bilingual, which I will always fucking and forever hate myself for. Um, it's just too hard now. Like I'm at a certain age where like my brain just like, but I'm I'm I will try. I'm trying to become uh, learn Spanish because it's a you know it's a fucking huge language. And when I mean, well, I think it's one of the more I think it's the most spoken language on the planet. Maybe uh, I think it might be Arabic. Arabic? Wait, wait, Arabic? wait no. I don't even know. I don't have somebody to check in. But let's just say this. That's, but but point is, like when I when a lot I, of people speak. When I went to Cuba a few years back, uh-huh. and when I went to Spain two years ago, yeah, uh, just being just being in the country and being like, God damn it, I can't. I hate that you have to come down to me and speak English, right? I like and you know while I would I, I, if I had like a if I had like a wish to get like a practical superpower, it would be to be able to speak every single language spoken on the planet. Good luck with that. I mean, the, yes. the, the, but the thing is, like, if That's, you try, yeah. but but you you travel, so like, if yeah. you actually try, you go there. Let's say you go yeah. to Thailand and you try to speak Thai, they actually go, "Oh, okay, you know, you're, you're cute, tr- yeah, yeah, you're yeah, adorable, yeah. but we'll help you out." Yeah. But if you show up and go, "All right, y'all, I'm gonna eat a where's the where's the nearest restaurant?" Oh, dude, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not that. Like when I was in China, I was in China in 2018, and like I was in Hong Kong and then mainland China, and you know they speak different, yeah, Cantonese and Mandarin, and like. I, I tried so hard to pick things up and like, and you do, you like little like ni hao, I'm like, or li hao, I think that's how you say hello. Yeah. Hao. And, and, uh, they would definitely respond a little more like, Oh, okay. But I, it, it's such a difficult language, but I, if I had the time, I would try and learn every language, but that's my point is I'm not bilingual, but from what I understand, English is one of the few languages where words have multiple meanings, like like that seem like that like, like or like one word that's spelled one way can mean uh, like te- like or like tear, which is T E A R to tear something, but that's also tear, which is a you know teardrop, and it's but it's spelled the exact same way. Like read, red, red, that kind of stuff. Well, like oh, red, like red, red, and red, red, and read, red, red. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, like. But that, but that's like the same meaning. Like that's like red and read is like not read the color versus read. I read a book. Oh no, those are different spell, spellings. Oh yeah, that's right. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I should know that. I'm just thinking like phonetically. Yeah. But, but I think most languages. I, I'm trying to think in French if we we have those. But that's what makes it. it, it it's more about the context than anything else. Then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all and like the where you put. Yeah, what you're saying in. <laughs> I mean, you're stupid. That's okay. You dr- <laughs> yeah, you know? I'm tripping. You are. You. Are, I'm uh, tripping. I haven't in yet. I'm tripping. Uh, fuck! I forgot the thing you already said. But do you know what? I believe it or not, when I go back to France, I get treated better if I speak English. Because they want that. They think you have money. No, 
Yeah. Well, I, well, they, they they think of oh, you're you know African American, so yeah. I, I know Kanye and I know what. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I've gotten in, into so many places just by speaking English. Oh, they're like, oh shit, yeah. Like I like yeah. if you go if you go out in in Paris, um, you gotta have a girl with you. It's, they always have a fifty fifty ratio at no bars, shit. Okay. which is a great rule, by the way. I mean, yeah, it's very. They, don't, they do it in New York too, don't they? No. No, I mean clubs from nightclubs will do that sort of thing. Yeah, like, but you can know like any you, most bars you go into, they don't give a shit. So I've never. I mean, that's crazy. Like, so you're saying like if you just want to go like drink in just like a dive bar in like a neighborhood in Paris, you have to bring. No, you could no if it's it's a bar bar, yeah. But if it's a club, you have to have a girl with you. I mean, dude, from uh, so good friend of mine, Cipher Sounds, yep. uh, DJ uh, turned comedian, good at both. Uh, he would tell me like during his dj days when he was like working the clubs in new york yeah they would they, it was basically like a 70 percent female capacity if if it was enforced yeah that's, they, that's the way to like go barely ever like getting in as or apparently and like a just single dudes not a lot yeah so basically what you're saying yeah, yeah. like you couldn't so you couldn't you and i couldn't just roll into a no club in new york. and even if there yeah. was two of us and one girl one of us has to go but if we were gonna roll into i bet if we walked into a club and you acted like you were like a French fucking like rapper. You spoke French. And I was like, do you guys don't know this? You know Bacchus? <laughs> you don't know Bach Zumani? Nice, nice. You don't know this dude? You fucking dude. Why are you act why are you being racist? And I was just looking I, I walked in yeah. I walked in the bar and actually there was a group in front of me of three dudes, two girls. Yeah. They couldn't get in. I was by myself. Damn. I walk up to the guy and I and I put on like my strongest. That's Paris. Yes, yeah, Paris. Yeah. This is like what uh, 2013 or something. And I'm like, hey man, I'm just in town for a little. I, this is my, my my hardest. You have a good. You I'm had, trying, but it yeah. depends on the word I say. So I got to be careful. And I'm like, yo, I, I I'm in town for a business. You know, I I looked it up online. I'm like, this this place is popping. I never use popping. Never. I'm like, oh, this, yeah. I heard this place was popping. And uh, yo, yo, what's up? And it's like, oh yes, of course. And the guy's from Senegal. The door guy's from Senegal, like me. Right, 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 right. And right. and and I got in. That's fucking. Also, I also like you said, you gotta watch out which word. I'm just thinking of you being like, yo, man, I heard this place is popping. I just had a croissant. <laughs> and, and, uh, exactly. Fuck, fuck, I tell you, that's it, where you it, give it away. Like, it, damn it, sorry, dude, you got me. Seriously, and Damn. after and I kept running into him inside, and every time I run to him, he'd be like, "Yo, Texas, what's up?" He'd like, "Hey, what's up, Texas, Texas?" And, <laughs> and I and I felt bad and after a while. I was like, "Hey, man, I'm actually French, and I grew up here, and all that." And after that, he just fucking didn't talk to me. Oh man, yeah, because then he, because then he, fucking... yeah, I'll just fold your ass to get in the yeah, <laughs> to yeah, get exactly. in the club. But God me, I did that all the time, all yeah, the time. Ain't nobody's hurt. That's a that's a victimless. Crime. Yeah, but it's it's, it's you know? it was still astonishing to me that I'm in the country I grew up in, and if I speak French, I'm just really like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to know like this is not gonna work for you. I mean, dude, you talk you and you and you 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 you've been here for a while too. Yeah, you drop French on people, same thing. Yeah, true. They'll be like, that, I guarantee you walk up. I bet anywhere in the country you walked up and just. But there's plenty of me out there. French. There's plenty, like, there's plenty of people, I mean, in New York, there's a lot of, like, Very multicultural, but I think, and I think, and I, I, I don't know if this is a weird thing to say, but I think it, I think it's true, is that just um, most Americans are not expecting a black person to, to, be, to not be, yes. To, to be the African-American. But, but to be, to have, a, to speak French, have a French accent, um, or, or like, I bet, like, like, when Idris Alba first dropped. Yeah, yeah they probably because like the first time I, I mean like i only i knew i knew him like most of america from the wire yeah string a bell and then the right. first time i saw him fucking speak was in an interview i'm like damn he's british like that's amazing like british black guys just fucking crush it but like french i don't i can't i've i've met plenty of uh black people like african-american like black black people who are like oh i'm from senegal mm -hmm. or ghana or you know uh but i've never met you're probably the first black guy i've ever met from france I'll go there as a bunch of us. <laughs> but that's, I mean, I mean yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah. but I feel like most Americans would just be, sh like, would just take a minute to be like, holy shit, a French black man. And then adjust, of course, accordingly. And then be like, yeah, it's, it's just a person. What are you freaking out about? But, like, I feel like in some parts, like here in Austin, maybe not. But I bet, like, certain parts of Texas or probably. certain other, are, other, dude, other areas of the South. Probably, yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, I mean, I remember, you know, the Lucas Brothers. 
Yeah, yeah. They did the that movie with the right. Dan Kalua and all. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's fan- Have yeah. you seen it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great, fucking great, great, great movie. Great, yeah. yeah, about Fred Hampton. Yeah, which that's the craziest thing. Like, so like that's a story that was like this should have we should have learned about this in high school, in schools. Like Fred Hampton's story is tragic. It's fucking. It's just crazy. But the movie's great. But like you know they're identical twins. Right. And we're in New Orleans years ago doing this like doing shows. And I'm just taking them around New Orleans, showing them around. And we get to this one bar, and this bartender's just, like, can't understand what she's seeing. She's just like, oh, my God. And, you know, just in Louisiana, New Orleans, too, which is a very progressive, very black city. But seeing twins. And, black twins was a – And I remember being like, did you not think black people could also <laughs> have identical twins? And then she said the funny thing, which she was like, I'm just, I'm just making sure because – I don't want anyone to accuse me of thinking all black people look alike. I was like, okay. Oh, yes. all right, all right. That's okay. a funny moment. Okay, okay. That's a funny moment. But yes, you were looking at two actual <laughs> black identical twins. Yes. But I feel like that's a but that's a thing I've seen a lot, like where you just like you, people, there's something about like that there's a certain sect of white America that still just like doesn't, it's just, they has an idea of a box that a black person has to fit in. A yeah. stereotype of black person has to fit, and it went and like that's a very that that's obviously a fall a fallacy. Yep. So whenever you know, like you, and you you speak French, that I can't. You know it, like you said, you'd be a unicorn. You know, I, I, what blew my mind when I first moved. I came here at sixteen, straight to Austin, and I would. That is such a crazy age to move oh, to another I, country. It, it's thought over. Jeez. I was about I, I was about yeah. to figure out French women, yeah. and after start over with American girls, and I was yeah. like, "Holy fuck, this is going!" I'm I'm, I'm gonna be a virgin until I'm in my twenties. This is ridiculous. Or I'm gonna be laying pipe all day because I speak French. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I, I, I would uh, when I would meet people and I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm I'm French, but I'm uh, I'm originally from Africa." I get two reactions: either, "Oh, cool," yeah, or. Holy shit, that's dope. Like, tell me, like, what that's like. Yeah. The people that would say, cool, I mean, like, motherfucker, you meet people like me every day? Yeah. And I would get pissed off at them. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, like, come on, man. Really? I thought I was a fucking fairy. I thought I was a, come on, no you're going to wish. We talk about, uni- the other yeah. night, we are talking about, like, you know, being unique. Everybody has a story to tell. Everybody sure. has something that makes them that, whatever yeah. they are. And to me, that's what I got. And I was like. You're just going to be like, uh, yeah, sure. What else? That's, man, yeah. That used to piss me off. But Well, actually, interesting question because you grew up – I know you grew up in Paris, but you were you were born in Senegal. Yeah. And – It's fine to interview me now. Go ahead. Yeah. But in, Sen- <laughs> but in, but in Senegal, the primary language is French. Yeah, because fr- uh, French is still the the, uh, the national language. So, so but then that, that just so like – I wonder why then it's not just like – you know, like, oh, not why, but I mean, I'm sure you do this. Like, people are like, oh, you speak French, so you're French. You can still, you can say, well, no, I'm Senegalese. Yeah. We just, but like, and like the language even should maybe even be like, oh, it's Senegalese. It's French, but it's. Well, it's, the, 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 there's no? no Senegalese. It's like a, um, oh. French is the national language and, and Wolof is the, 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 the most spoken dialect. Yeah. And then depending on where your family's from, you might speak another one. Like okay. Depending on what tribe or ethnicity you found. Like my mom speaks is Pearl, my dad is Toma, so two different okay. like ethnicities. because uh, Toma is from Guinea, not Senegal. But anyway, Wolof is the one language that most people speak. Okay. But it, it's like um if you go to again, if you go if you go to France, all the black people you see there are, are from all the old French colonies. Right. Mali, Senegal, you know, Algeria, Tunisia, Morocco. Ivory Coast, like basically all of West Africa, yeah, is all French. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, that's wow. That's yeah. You, when you when you laid it out like that, you're like oh yeah, it's a lot of the French were getting busy. They they just yeah. like oh don't fuck fuck with y'all and just just go down to West Africa and just call it out. Yeah, why not? Just because we can plant the flag and go. All right, you're ours. You're ours. That's how it works. Yeah, there's but more. if you were to travel somewhere, where would it be? Like you have a dream destination? Oh man, I want. I, I would love to try and see every. Every continent. I mean, I've, I've 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 been to four. You know, I would love to go to Africa. Oh, you haven't to, been there. Okay, I would love to go to Africa. I would love to go to India. 
Um, I'd love to go to – there's parts of Europe I still have not been to. That was, like I've been to Spain, Germany. Spain's a shit. Uh, you know, like uh, Netherlands, uh, Luxembourg. But I've never been to France, which is insane. But I want to go. You went all around but not yeah. there. And I've never been to Italy. That, okay. Those are like the two massive European countries that I've missed. And I really want to fucking really, really badly want to go to um, Slovenia. Only because I got to know why this is uh, this because, is interesting be, because uh, last year I got more outside of the U.S. Uh-huh. Most of my Spotify plays were from Slovenia. Really? Yeah. yeah. What do they? It's just it's dude it's just a small yeah country right above Croatia and right below Germany and Italy Germany Italy border. It's just this little. Do you know anything yeah. about Slovenia? It just seems to be one of these like. Working class, you know, Eastern European countries that people are just like chill and like, I don't, don't, you know, but they're, but they're overshadowed by Italy, Germany, switch or like the Alps. They're right on the Alps and Croatia is right below them. And Croatia seems like it's become this like beach world, you know, like people seem. I I hear a lot about that because the, um, like Eastern Europe, when you go from Germany and you work your way down. Right. And I always hear, oh, yeah, Austria's the shit. People are so yeah. chill. So it's a party. The same way people think about Ber- talk about Berlin. Yeah. They talk about those those countries. Oh, yeah. And I've I never been. I've never been uh, east of France, really. Well, I've been to the Netherlands, to, to, to um, Amsterdam once, but that's about it. But at least – but I, I, I get the – yeah, if you're in – you can drive there, first of all. Yeah. It's not like uh-huh. here where, you know, yeah, we're yeah. in Austin – Seven hours just to get out of Texas. So fucking far, man. Yeah, and you have everything you need here. Yeah, you have no need to go outside the country. No I, need. I mean, it is an, it's it is a very like, and that, that's the problem too. Is too many fucking Americans think that way to the to the to a default. Where it's like, why would I go anywhere? It's like, yeah, well, we got mountains, what, beach. What, what would I need to, for? And for me, it's always like the need is to fucking broaden your horizons, culture, because that's a thing that so many like I I know. People in my family uh-huh. who have never left this country, country and country or state, country. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a yeah, that's an issue. But but there you go. The, but then we're like, yeah, they've left Louisiana, but how far have they gone? Right. And you know, probably Florida. That doesn't count. And like, well, we went to like I, I, they're I, in like, a Port Arthur and came back. I know, I know, I know. I have an aunt who they go who goes to Hawaii a lot, and she thinks that's truly like travel. That's international. And it's like that's that's you're you're flying on a fucking American Airlines. To an American state, and uh, yes, there's yes, obviously Hawaii has its own culture, uh-huh. but that fucking place has been westernized, and it's America, and it's like it's not internet. It's not. I know it takes eight hours to get there. It doesn't matter, and like that's inc- that's in- just fucking insane to me. People will like die without never having left this country. Now I get, and I get that other there are definitely poor countries around the world where that's also the case, but that's not the case here. It's like people with means who just don't. And, like, going to fucking Canada doesn't count. You know what I mean? It depends. If you go to, I, I think, was you ever telling me about Vancouver? I love Vancouver. But I, I've, I've never been. I've, been to, I've never been to Toronto. I've only been to Montreal. Montreal's, you know. Montreal to Québécois. Me, yeah, their fucking French is horrendous. But Dumpster frog, baby. I, I can't. I can't. Some dude walked up to me. He had one of those, like, uh, AIDS ribbon trying yeah. to sell me one. Sell me one. And he started speaking in French to me, like, "Oh yeah, I, I can't even do their French." But it's yeah, so right, bad. French. I'm like, just... "No, speak English to me, because I, I don't understand your French." Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't get it. And they, they try to be, they try to be more French than the French. Yeah, that's I, and we don't do that. That's fucking funny. There's another reason I wish I was bilingual. Because I remember when I was in Cuba a few years back, my friend who I was with, he's a, a thoroughly, he's extremely fluent in Spanish. Uh-huh. He grew up. His, he grew up. He's a, he's. He's Persian, but he grew up – his parents both grew up in Spain. Mm-hmm. So he grew up going to Spain every summer. So he speaks the fucking – the Catalonia. You know, Catalonia. He speaks, but, he's, but he's like fluent in pretty much every dialect of Spanish at this point. Uh, he makes it a point to be – you know, like he, he has a kid now. He only speaks – he speaks to his son uh, I think half the week in Spanish only. Mm-hmm. They're trying to like really, you know. Yeah, that's what it is. And it's like you know, raising him a Real Madrid fan, which is ridiculous. But <laughs> yeah, but, but – uh, when we were in Cuba, he would be speaking Spanish with 
Cubans, and Cubans are all pretty fluent in English, but he would just, you know, yeah, yeah. when we go places, and he would always kind of smirk a little bit, and eventually I was like, what's, are, is it, are they just cracking jokes constantly? It's like, no, it's just a Cuban accent. It's, it's, it's like talking to a guy from Boston. It's just a specific. It's aggressive? No, it's like, it's just a specific accent uh-huh. that you don't normally hear. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. In Spanish, you know, in yeah, Spanish, yeah, yeah. you hear it in Spanish, it's just kind of like, it's just different from what I'm used to, because most people in America who speak Spanish are from Spain or from fucking Mexico right. or from, or, you know, Puerto Rican. And he's like, you, know, you, you especially in New York, I feel like Texas, Chicago, and uh, California have all the concentrations of Mexicans and uh, Central Americans. But mm-hmm. I feel like in New York, we, it's all, there's a lot of Puerto Ricans, yep. Dominicans. Uh, you get all the flavors. <laughs> you know, and a lot of other Caribbean, a lot of Caribbean is up in New York, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is great. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just, he's just like, it's just a different accent. I'm like, fuck, I wish, fuck, I'm jealous that I can't Yo, join in this with you. And be like, <laughs> man, have you ever heard the Spanish, the Cuban accent in Spanish? It's like the American Boston but it, guy. When I was, before I moved here, my parents sent us to, uh, to England in a British family. Oh, wow. By myself. So I was with a family. My brother went with another family. We're not even close to each other. I didn't even see him for two weeks. And I had English classes with the dad. Oh, so was it so like? So like an immersion type oh, of program. Oh, like an immersion. Okay. And I had classes every morning with the dad. Okay. But their family had members from Manchester, London, everywhere, Scotland. Oh, yeah. And there was one night when I was sitting at a dinner table and I heard maybe five or six different uh, British yeah. accents. My brain hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> like, fucking what hard. the fuck is happening? No, right seriously, now? Yeah. I was like, yeah. wow, I didn't know they had that many. And in, if, even when people think, when people think French. Yeah, they think the the romantic French. Oh, le bleu, le bleu, le bleu, it kind of flows like that, right? But the French that I speak in in Paris is like saying English in New York versus English in Texas. So, like, oh, if, yeah, if he's, okay, if he's, if, yes, yeah. So, if you speak, uh, if you're from the southern of France, if you speak, if if he's, if you're from Paris, I would say, uh, uh, like, give me a sentence. Right. Um, I have huge feet. Okay. Uh, j'ai des gros pieds. Okay. Okay. J'ai des pieds énormes. I have enormous feet. Yeah. So <laughs> I can say it like that. This is proper f- French. If I said it with the Paris accent, j'ai des pieds énormes. Oh, it just got a little sass to it. No, it's like it's it's in your face, kind of like yeah, New York. It's, yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's little, aggressive. Yeah, 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 it's like yeah. oh, it's like a little Parisian. Yes, yeah. but if you say it with a Marseille accent, southern France, yeah, uh, j'ai des pieds énormes. Like it, it goes up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, what about in in Quebecois? It's like a just. Chop. I'll start by saying tabernacle because they say that all the time. It's like their version of sacrobleu, kind of. They say that oh, yeah, all yeah, the time. Yeah. I can't. I can't do a Quebecois. Would you, would you say? Okay, how about this? Would you say that Quebecois is to like French what like Portuguese is to Spanish? Like they're rooted, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I've heard, I, I, because I can hear. I've heard people speak Portuguese, and I can hear, even though I can't speak Portuguese, uh-huh. and my Spanish is terrible. I, you, you can hear a difference. Yes, it's kind of like it's, that. It's a very definitive. Like, like yes, oh, that's a yes. different language. Yeah, and, and they because it's also on, on the American continent. Yeah. They throw in a lot of English words in it, right? Which we don't. I mean, we say parking, sandwich. We, yeah. we we say those things, but and the the hot beef. Yeah, we say we, we say a dog. <laughs> a dog <laughs> is a hot dog. Yeah. A hot dog. Hamburger. We just say hamburger. Tu veux un hamburger? Ah, tu veux yeah, hamburger? Uh, but over there, they, they'll say it in a way that it actually it actually comes out more American English, and they throw it in their French. Okay, it's weird as hell. Yeah, it's very weird. And it's, I, I can't. It I, sounds weird. There's something about fucking like I think Montreal is a beautiful, beautiful city. But, I've only been there for the festival. I'd like okay. to go a year when it's just just to go and hang out. It, but it does seem like because first of all, uh, well, this is uh, this is actually I guess a, a segment. Uh, you were told me we were share something badass. Yeah, remember that? You said that in the beginning. You were like. You want to share something badass? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Your first. Yeah, I mean, I used to, this story is kind of fucking badass. You're good. I should, so basically, like, um, I currently have a warrant out for my. I'm, I have an arrest warrant uh, in Quebec for me, for me for Sean Patton. <laughs> I am a. How did you offend? I am. How, how could you wanted, offend those people? 
No, dude. So here's what happens. Okay. <laughs> so I do, I do Montreal Festival 2008, uh-huh. New Faces. Okay. Right. Uh, it's 2008. It's my first time going to Canada. Um, it's the biggest festival in the world at the time. And I'm just like, New Faces. It's great. It's crazy. And I didn't do much traveling back then. I was living in New York. Mm-hmm. I was broke as shit. Um, I had to borrow money from my friend to pay for a flight to Montreal. Uh-huh. It was just crazy, right? Um, How many years in was this? This was 2008, so six years. Six years in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And six and a half, six and a half, six and a half. And uh, I, uh, so I fucking borrow money. I get a flight. Obviously, I'm going to this festival. I have this suitcase. I just kind of pack one night, like maybe fucking five hours before I'm picked up to go to the airport. And I'm, I'm sorry, not picked up. I'm fucking taking the train to New York. But I'm just... I'm a ba- I'm bad about that. I do everything last minute. Point being, I get to the festival. I get it. I get into the country. Everything's great. Festival goes great. Mm-hmm. Have a really cool time. See some. Get to meet some of my heroes in comedy. Get to have good shows. It's like, oh, this is fucking amazing. So I'm going back through security uh, to fly back mm-hmm. to New York, and it's it was after the last night of the festival. So I am still hammered. I'm drunk. Still, I didn't barely slept, and my bag has to go through. They put it through the go through security once it gets flagged. They put it through again, and I remember the the TSA person being like, "Do you have any fruits or vegetables or water?" I'm like, "No, I mean, if there is anything, you can keep it." And then I notice all of these fucking like U.S. like customs agents. They over they in Montreal. The U.S. customs yeah, yeah is in Montreal. Yeah, the U.S. customs is in every international airport. No, but like uh-huh. you you go through. Like when you board to come back here, oh yeah, they're over there in Montreal. Yes, yes. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it's not oh, when no, you no. get here. No, no, no they're no, over there already. It will, only only because it's so close. Yes, right? and I run into them yeah. too. And I and I and I noticed a few of those guys pop up, and I'm like, oh, what? That, oh fuck! And I'm like, then now I'm just racking my brain. I'm like, what the fuck? Wait, do I have do I have drugs in there? Like, why would I? Fuck! And I'm like, did someone give me something? Like a gift? Did like the did like the gift bag the festival gave me was is there weed? Fuck, fuck! And I'm just like racking my brain, but trying to be cool. And they open my one of the customs agent goes, and then I then there's these uh, fucking Quebecois customs agents, and they come over, and like it's so fucking ridiculous because like I I think everyone does. You have this like every American, you have this like vision, this idea of like a. Montreal, you know, resident, just like very yeah. like she she and sort of like, <laughs> ah, comedy is so funny. We have a festival, just pour rire, you know, yeah, all this shit. Rire. But their fucking customs agents are goddamn terrifying. And when the French, when that accent goes from two days earlier, you're at a Starbucks and someone's like bonjour, and then that same, then but then like two days later, the fucking big jacked up dude comes through like bonjour. And I'm like, fuck, it man. It crushes every... It's like, that word, two image. days ago, I was making fun of that word in my head. Now it's the most terrifying thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Patton, you come with us. And they pull me They pull me aside, and we, I watch it happen. Customs agent removes my dop kit, my toiletries kit, uh-huh. opens it, digs in, and pulls out a butterfly knife. Butterfly knife? That you, okay. Okay? It's like, think, it's a, the pocket knife that you like, that you can like, yeah, 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 it's like... And pulls out, and, and it's, like, covered in toothpaste. It's rusty as hell. And he opens it and just to show, like, it's like, oh, that's a knife. And I'm like, fuck. And then, like, all. So that was a, I bought that knife earlier that year in New York, right? <laughs> I bought it at a fucking pizza shop in Williamsburg because there was this, there was this fucking shitty, it's not open anymore. I can't remember what it's called, but if you know Williamsburg, uh, Brooklyn, there's a place called Oasis. It's a falafel joint. It's amazing. Across the street, it, this, there used to be this pizza shop, and it was these two brothers, I think, that owned it. All I know is every time you went in there, they'd be arguing and talking shit to each other. It was kind of entertaining and uh-huh. amusing, and they'd they'd give you pizza for like half price if you fucking just listen to them bullshit each other. And it was never good pizza, but it was always cheap, and they're always in there, and they're smoking cigarettes. Anyway, long story short, I go back there one night. One of them's talking about knives. I drunkenly chime in about knives. The guy's like, "You like you get you a knife guy?" And I'm like, "I mean, I fucking, not, I mean, our knives are pretty cool, you know." I got steaks to cut. And, he, <laughs> and then he was like, "Come here, come." And he brings me into the office of the place, and he basically pulls out like a, a fucking 
drawer full of just like knives, a switchblade, a fucking pocket knife, a butterfly knife. And he's like, any pick one, pick one, 10 bucks. Do you 10 bucks, give you 10 bucks. And he goes, 50, I'll do this. Do me 15. I'll give you, I'll give you one, one of these. 15 for $15, one of these, two slices, and a drink. I was, like, I was like, I was hammered. I was like, fuck <laughs> it, fuck it. I'm like, so I like pick out this butterfly knife. And it's just a shitty, cheaply made butterfly knife that I just had for no other. I didn't do shit with. But a few months later, I moved to a different apartment. And I remember when I was packing, I just put it in that toiletries kit, not thinking. And then now, seven months later... That thing had just been in my – I just forgot it existed. And it didn't get found coming into the country. No one – you know what I'm saying? (sighs) So I had no – because it was just like a rusty, shitty – I don't know if they just saw it on the scanner and were just like, that's whatever. That's what is That's a toothbrush. (laughs) But now they're holding it at the end. It's like, holy fuck. I just got – and they're like, belong to you, huh? And I'm like, uh – and they come on. And they just like right there handcuff me. Handcuffs? Handcuffs. And because I have a fucking weapon in an airport, basically. And this is 2008. So this was like, you know, it's been 13 years. Yeah. yeah. But back then it was only seven years removed from, from 9/11. six and a half move, month, you know, years removed from 9-11. So they were way more serious about yeah. this shit. So I get walked back through security past all of these people that I had just met at this festival. This past oh, a couple of agents I recognize immediately. A few comedians who I meet are like, what the fuck? I'm like. Can't I can't tell you. I'm just I'll, you guys can follow. Well, so they bring me like into this fucking room. Uh, the French guys go at me for a bit, you know, just asking questions and doing just being tough. This, doing I have a lot of fucking law enforcement. In my family they've talked about this. It's like usually if someone's really guilty, you can break them in the first few minutes. Right, right. You know, and it's like they're, they're asking me these questions about like who was I trying to hurt with the weapon? Why was I bringing it on board? I'm like I I'm telling them over and over again like I'm, it wasn't for anyone. I just didn't fucking in there and then the americans come back in and they've got a file they've got everything that's ever happened to me in my entire life they pull up my entire i have one thing on my record from when i was 18 years old i have me and my friends played mailbox baseball right you can't get that stuff expunged you know <laughs> 18 problem was i was 18 when it happened uh-huh. and mail, hitting a mailbox is considered a federal offense if there was mail in it there's no mail. We did it like three in the mornings. There's no mail, but it was a it, the charge stuck. It was part of like my sentencing. Fuck. Where like I didn't. Duh. I got. I got my like. I got like a suspended sentence. I didn't have to do jail time. I didn't even have to do community. Well, no, I did have to do community service. But it was like it was. It was. What was it? Like forty two out, forty five hours, or fifty hours of like, like uh, it wasn't even like physical activity. I had to like volunteer. It was a volunteer. Anyway, it was it was a dog shit get out of jail free card, but the, the charge stuck. So, like, they asked me about that, which I was like, I was 18 years old. It was a decade ago at that point. I was like, I'm not. Yeah, that happened. And they, they grill me for a little bit. And then it's just clear as day that I'm not lying to them. And they, everyone just sort of agrees. Like, all right, you fucking, you're just an idiot. So, basically, the American Customs is like, okay, so uh, we, we have to turn you over to the, to the Montreal P- Police Department. Though. We have to. Like, you're arrested on in an airport. Like, but I'm Jim Belushi. I know exactly. I'm like, <laughs> come on, guy. And I had no beard back then too. Like, come on, you recognize me? But the fucking the cop, the, the Montreal PD come in. They basically just write me a ticket for like a. I, I had to pay a fine. They give me and they give me a court date, right? And I end up calling a friend because I needed to pay a three hundred dollar fine right there on the spot. And I had zero. I had zero money. I had like six dollars in my account. So I called a friend. She luckily was like, yeah, what the fuck? Someone texted me and said you were getting arrested at the airport. I tell her the whole thing. She shows up, gives me the cash, but no big deal. And I ride back with her back to New York, right? But now I've got this court date to come back to Montreal. Uh-huh. And I, do, I can't afford it, but I don't want to fucking fuck it up because I'm like, well, if I don't go back, what if I get the festival again? You know, what no. if I fucking – oh, shit. What if I get the festival again? I can't – oh, this is bullshit. So – I basically, and this is 2008, the internet was not as savvy as it is now. Yeah, there was no. I find a Quebec lawyer. Because it's a different type of law. Quebec law is different from the rest of Canada. Right? Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, so I had to get a Quebec lawyer, and he basically is like, send me $700, $700 and American, and for that, I will go to your court date, and I will get this thrown out. 
but he was a very nice guy, and he assured me. And I, again, had to borrow money, like, from multiple friends. Got a money order, mailed it to him, and he was like, I'll contact you if there's any problems. We do all this by phone, so there's nothing of this on paper. Oh, putain. So, <laughs> 2010 comes around. I get Montreal at the fest again. And this time I have to drive up, because the other thing is I am banned from the Montreal airport for the rest of my life. Are you serious? I can never set foot in that airport again. That was part of like the thing. They're like, but by the way, you have to sign this. You are legally never allowed to enter this airport again. Crazy, I know. Um, I am stunned. So I get back. We go, we drive to the festival this time, and I'm nervous as fucking. I'm so nervous, but I'm like, I obviously he would have said something, right? I, I would have heard from the guy, but whatever. It's been two years. Fuck it. And at the border, no problem. I get it. No, yeah. no deal. I get Montreal again in 2012. Same thing. No problem. I get in. So I'm at this point just there's no problem. Then I go to I'm going to uh, I'm going to Vancouver in 2016 uh-huh. or 2015. I'm sorry. And I have a layover in Toronto and there I get pulled into Canadian customs hard. And they're like, you have a warrant out for your arrest in, this, in Quebec. Do you know, do you know about this? And I'm like. No, what? And I tell them the whole fucking story. Yeah. And about the lawyer. And they were like, yeah, man, uh, that happens a lot. Quebec lawyers rip off Americans a lot. And it happens a lot because Americans drive up to Montreal to party, to go to strip clubs. Right, get, right, it's right. It's a party city. Yeah, it is. And they always get into fucking trouble, get into a fight. It's almost like a racket. They get arrested. They get that, they get a court. Everything like you said, this happens all the time. You got fucking ripped off. That sucks. But to this day. But they were like, but you have a warrant out for your arrest in, in, in Quebec. So I thought they were going to arrest me right there on the spot. And the guy was like, well, no, no, we're not. Look, we operate by a different law system. Just don't go to Quebec. He's like, go over. You're fine. You're here. Get in. You're yeah. in Canada. But just don't go to Quebec. I was like, whoa. And then I was like, that sucks. Wait a second. I'm also doing the festival. And in 2016, yeah, I get the Montreal Festival again. And now I know. I'm like, wait, what am I going to do? And I tried contacting a bunch of other Quebec lawyers, and all of them would give me the same thing. They're like, send me money. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I need some other agreement, something, a contract, something. And then one lawyer was just honest with me. He's like, it's a waste of everyone's time. He's like, you're just, you just, the, your only option is to come to Quebec and just turn yourself in. If, that's, if you want to deal with it and just go to court yourself. But you can still drive there. Well, no, because getting into the border. Yeah, but if you drive in, it's still same thing. They'd still probably they probably they wouldn't let me in, or they they wouldn't let me in through Quebec. So here's what I had to do. I, I did this two years in a two. I did it in 2016 <laughs> and 2018. This is basically a confession. I booked a flight to Toronto. Uh-huh. I land in Toronto both both years. Same thing. I get pulled back into fucking customs. Like you have a warrant for your arrest. And the whole spiel. I tell them like I know I'm working on it now with a lawyer. And then when they're like, what are you doing in Canada? I'm like, I'm, my friend's having a bachelor party. He's a Canadian guy. I'm here for that. Uh-huh. And I give them a couple of like, I'm staying in this neighborhood. You know, just give them a couple of facts about Toronto. They stamp my passport. Then I get on a mega bus and take it from Toronto to Montreal, which is roughly six hours. And then I go do the festival. And then when I leave, get back on the bus, take it to Toronto. And fly, fly back to the U.S. <laughs> So I have snuck into Montreal twice now. The security on buses is not as tight, huh? No, no <laughs> they don't give a shit. This shitty is probably like one of Greyhound type shit? Uh, Megabus. God, putain. So the last two times I did the, the, the Montreal Comedy Fest, I was a fugitive. <laughs> and it was insane because like you'd be like at these after parties and you'd stumble out in the street with your buddies and everybody's fucking hammered and being loud comedians and everyone you think you're invincible because you're at this festival and then you see cops walk by and you're like I'm the I'm like guys I'm I got to fucking split or I got to not be around yeah, you. you. <laughs> Every single time I fucking saw a cop walking down the street because I remember one of the guys telling me one of the agents being like like they you're listed as armed and dangerous. No. Because you because you were arrested with a weapon and there's no way to get out of it. The only thing I can do is actually like I have a lawyer right now, an American lawyer, my uh-huh. lawyer working on it with his like counterpart is like buddy who's a Quebec lawyer. But it looks like what I'm going to have to do is actually go to court over, go turn myself in, go be like, hey, but like with like a with with him is like a, a, a guide. 
like meet this lawyer at the border and have it be like an understanding like, hey, I'm turning myself in to get you're going to arrest me. Uh-huh. I'll probably have to go spend time in a Quebec jail. Not not a, like a night, maybe not even any of that, but like yeah, and, then, yeah. and then just go to court and deal with it because every lawyer is just like this is I, why would I take this case? Do you, <laughs> do you really need to go to Montreal and, and at all? I mean, I really would. I just don't go to France. <laughs> I just go to France. Let's go to France. Yeah. The, the the food is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The language is better. All right, there the you people go. not as big as they're not as uptight as. Mont- okay, fuck yeah. that. Yeah, forget the festival. There's other ones. But I love I love Canada. I love the fucking Vancouver is one of my favorite cities on earth. I just love it. So like, I I also just want to be able to go back to Canada because it, all it's going to take is one guard. Just not because it's happened too a lot of times. Like I've been to Canada probably 15 times since I got arrested the first time, uh-huh. and every time I'm completely honest with them. I'm ne- except for the two times I snuck into Montreal. Every other time I'm like, no, I'm here to do these shows. Here's my visa. Here's everything. And mm-hmm. yes, I was arrested that time. And yes, give them a call. Yes, yes, yes. All these things, and they always let me through because I'm not lying to them. But there's no documentation that is that actually explains, hey, why what this happened? is what I, yeah, yeah you no, have no, to explain I, it's I, your word. I really. have to verbally explain this to them every time I go to Canada. And they have to, they have to believe you. And they do There's nothing and, official about and it. And they pick it apart, man. They'll call the Montreal Police Department sometimes. They'll fucking they'll call the club. They'll call uh it's crazy. But it, it, it every time I fly to Canada, I, f- I factor in a two hour time period of like gotta go through customs, they're gonna They're going to just really make sure I'm not lying to them, so I'm not going to lie. And it's so I'm saying I'm sharing something badass where in reality it's just. Uh, Dude, I thought I had bad luck <laughs> at the airport, but God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could, and I could, I could give you some horrible stories. I mean, not compared to you, yeah. but God. Putain. Putain. Yeah, I learned that one too. That, that's the one that, if you hang around me long enough, that's the one I say the most and people pick up. People said putain at my graduation when I walked across the. Place. What does that mean? It literally, it literally means whore. Like puta. It literally means whore. Uh, But it's one of those words that you can, depending on how you say it, it it means different things. So you go, oh, putain. That's uh, like you're excited. You go, oh, putain. It's like, oh, fuck. So you can say putain de merde, putain de whatever. It's like the, it literally means whore. All right. All right. So don't say that at the border when they're like, sir, we have to. (laughs) Putain. Putain, merde. Oh, for shit. It's awesome. (laughs) All right, we're going to wrap it up. I think you have, you have a thing. Well, what was it? You had another thing we were going to say, talk about first joke ever. Yeah, your first joke ever, yes, that you got on stage and did. Um, the first time I ever did stand-up uh, was uh, my a friend of mine was in a, a band, in a cover band. What year? What year? This, the first time I ever did it was in 1999. Okay. But I didn't start doing it for real until 2001. Because of my experience. In 1999, I was like, it was when I first was like, I want to do this. I want to do this. And my friend had a band, a cover band, and they played at this one bar in the city. And uh, they took a half hour break. Mm-hmm. And he was like, dude, just go up during our break and just do comedy. Fuck it. I was like, yeah. Yeah. So I started writing jokes like that day. I just didn't understand how uh-huh. comedy worked. And I got to the venue and was so goddamn nervous that I drank a pitcher of Jack and Coke by myself. I'll do it. And took a Zan bar, a Xanax bar. Yeah. To quell the nerves. Yeah, great, great, good idea. So I think my first joke ever was, you fucking pussies, your fucking band sucks. Because I think that's what I said. Your when, band sucks? Your band sucks. Oh. Because I think when I got on stage, I remember being like, I'm just going to shit on the band and that'll kill it. But I was just hammered. So everybody was just like, who's this hammered asshole? <laughs> and security came and, Pulled me off stage, like maybe five minutes into their half an hour break. And I was like, well, that was terrible. And it took me two years to build up the strength and the courage to do it again. And go back to that and same I, band and no, go, no, you're no, no, fucking, I'm back, no. motherfuckers. But the first, I mean, the, the very first joke I ever told on stage, ah, fuck, man, like I really. Or, or the first time you felt good. Maybe I, you got off stage. And you're like, you know what? This is it. There was a joke I used to tell. <laughs> so I was, dude. My shit was so fucking sophomoric when I first started out. Like when I see 22, I started when I was 22. When I see 22 year olds who go on stage now, who are like 
smart and well-crafted bits. I'm like, that's amazing. When I was 22, I was just jumping around shouting. But I remember I used to have this joke about like, like farting on women uh, before I talked to them. Just <laughs> like, what, like what, it was like I called it like a sniper fart. It was like if, I, if there was a girl I was attracted to at a bar, I would get close to her, let out a silent but vi- like a silent sniper fart, walk away, mm-hmm. and then like do it where she didn't see me. Walk up, fart behind her to where she couldn't see me, and then walk away. And she would sm- eventually smell the fart and become just insecure about, oh, my God, I hope people don't think that's me. And then I'd walk up and be like, oh, God, which one of these? That can't be you. It has to be someone else. <laughs> that's actually pretty and, good. And she would actually build trust, and we'd start talking. It was, I can't remember how the joke went, but it was about how. That's a good premise, though. I like it. <laughs> it, was, okay. it was, I don't know how it was delivered, but I mean, as no. far as the premise, I think that's, that's, it was, that's funny. I, I, I can tell you it was delivered it loud and energetically because the first <laughs> two years I did stand-up, I was like, if I'm not shouting and moving around, no one's going to pay attention to me. It was like, yeah, I walk up to a woman. I fart behind her back. I give it a second or two. I make my lap around the bar. Then when I can tell she smells the fart, then I roll in and go, good God, was that you? Because I don't think it was. You're too beautiful. And I, can I get you a drink? Let's get out of here. Let's get away from this, <laughs> these stinky bastards. It was just fucking so stupid. It was such a like. All right, John Belushi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you're like, I, think, uh, I don't think it's just your face. <laughs> That's I I love it. I love the I love the premise. Holy shit. Yeah. That was good. That was uh, it. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Man, thank you so much. Thank you for setting up the studio. If you ever do a podcast with back, he's going to show up with a studio. <laughs> this is not this is not an amateur setup. This is a real fucking thing. No, but thank thank you. Thank you for coming to Austin. I know I'm sure you'll be back as as you know, as crazy as things are growing yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as soon as I can. Please, please come back. No problem. And, uh, yeah, check the website, MeSeanPatton.com, Tour Dates. Uh, yeah, there it is. All the social media is up there. Follow him. Go watch everything he does. Very funny. Very fun, funny. And always, as always, follow the feedback everywhere. Subscribe, rate, whatever you need to do. But, Sean, again, thank you so much. Thank I really you. appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. And next time I'm in wherever... New yeah. York or wherever. I Hit me up. Yeah, definitely. We'll definitely. do it again. Hell yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Talk to you next time. Ciao, ciao.